This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to another weekend. We inch closer and closer to the start of the 2022 NFL season. Bears kicked off preseason week number two with an upset win of the Seattle Seahawks out in the Pacific Northwest last night. It is great to be back. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. I was lounging in Vegas last week while you guys were handling the duties, and I appreciate it. A little uh, little profit on the Vegas trip, uh, so that's always good. Uh, a couple of futures wagers placed as well. Maybe those will be up for sale on PropSwap.com or the PropSwap app in a month or so, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what, Carm, it's good to talk to you, good to talk to Randy, good to talk to everybody out there in radio land. Uh, I, I will say this, we had a winning week again. Oh. I went 2-1. and one. I did lose the bonus pick, but went 2-0 and oh on the odds couple. Randy went 1-1, one and one, I believe, on the on the situation. So, Carm, it's good to have you back. As long as it didn't rain, the roof didn't leak on you. It didn't. You know, I, I, they're taking wraps. I thought it was a water I, park. I, I mean, they're on a raft down the highway. The amazing thing is, I didn't even know it happened until the next day. Because when you know you're inside a dinner, you're in the casino. I, I had mm-hmm. no idea uh, that there was right. ankle high or knee high water rushing down the strip. I was stunned to find out the next day. But that you know, Vegas likes it that way. There's no windows for a reason once you're in that casino and in those restaurants. They don't want you leaving. And I don't leave very often, so I had no idea it was even happening. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm one of those guys, you know, me and B, like we used to go a week at a time, and we'd stay at uh, the M Resort. Mm. Uh, sometimes we'd go a week and a half, two weeks. Wow. And we'd uh, stay there, and we would never hardly leave. They had enough good restaurants around there, right. especially in the place. You had the sports book. You know, it's not on the strip. That's not my, my deal anymore. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, we stay off the strip. But I hear, I mean, I'm hearing that the drinks are expensive now. Oh, Mike, it's crazy. I used to go out there when Prime Rib was a, a buck fifty, and, and a drink was twenty five cents. It's you know, you you would, Mike, you wouldn't even believe if I told. I mean, like you can't get a drink at a pool on the strip anymore for probably less than eighteen dollars, and most of them are more That's than unreal. that. It's it's so insane. Two drinks, two drinks, you're talking thirty six bucks at maybe some, and I'm sure they're up at other places. But yes. you know what? That's what you're, we're here for, folks. That's no. what we do, just like our little commercial this morning, or whatever you want to call it on North to North. You can go look at it. I love it. Yeah, I get nonsensical about all this nonsense. You know, somebody feels good about themselves because they, they won five in a row in one week, and they beat Detroit, you know, and they're mm. all excited about, hey, this is how we did it. What are you, Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> uh, you got a committee of 10? What, you got the union pin on, Liam Hendricks? Like, you did something good? As soon as they opened their mouth... I made a video. I said, so long, everybody. They're going to lose the next two, and they did. So, you know what? We just do the job. We get it done. We don't meet. We don't have nonsense like committees. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that team. And by the way, Lewis Robert, there's more to the story than that. Mm. White Sox fans aren't stupid. You can't be dizzy. You can't have sore legs. You can't have a bad wrist. You can't have a bad cold. All this stuff within three, four weeks without people feeling something else is going on. It's one thing after another. I don't know what to think. They can't keep him in the well, lineup. You want to think the worst. That's what well, I think. I know. I not, think not that, anything short of death. You can think anything. They're the ones making us speculate, Carm. Yeah. 
I know the whole thing. Uh, well, wait, you believe every single thing? No. He's got a wrist. I, I saw Fred Dreyer play a Super Bowl with a broken leg. I saw Bill Buckner limp around for 15 years. I'm supposed to believe a sprained wrist in the middle of a pennant race? Is all this other nonsense that I'm hearing? It's listen, and, I, and, and our media is not the best when it comes to exposing things quickly in this town. Well, I mean, but I, I, I think they've asked, and there's only so much. I mean, how many times you can ask, you get the same answer. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to find out or not. I do find this last six weeks or so curious. Um, oh. it was some sort of a virus that caused him to be. I don't know. I mean, it. I just, more than anything, I wish you could find a way to stay in the lineup because I think he's one of their most productive hitters and one of their best players. He can't stay in the lineup. It's the same old no. story for this team. Um, yeah, I, I just can't believe the reasons they're giving. Yeah. I mean, you might say a, a sprained wrist. I mean, my God, I, I, I mean, it's got to be broken. It's got to be broken. I don't know and, that and it I'm is, just... though. I mean, he pinch ran the other day, so I, I don't think they'd even let him pinch run if it is. Listen, all I'm telling you is what I was at a golf outing. I'll talk about that in another with the NFL players. All I'm mm. going to tell you is what people on the street are saying or people even on social media. They're starting to wonder. It could be legit, but th- there's messages. That's all I'm saying. I wonder about a lot of things with this team. I mean, they can't get the pitching together. Um, I can't figure out what's happened to Giolito. I thought he was in line considering he'll be out of contract in another year, and I don't think he was happy with the way arbitration or the pre-arbitration process went in the offseason. I know. I I thought he would. I thought he'd have a monster year. We're talking about a guy now that's got an ERA at home um, nearing seven. Uh, he, I mean, he's just been shellacked for most of the season, and it is frustrating. He's now if 0-2 take- with a 13.9 ERA in his last three starts against the Astros, including the postseason start last year. 0-2 with a 13.90 ERA. If you run into them again in the playoffs, if you make it, I- I'd be scared to death to send Lucas Giolito to the bump right now against this team the way he's fared against He them. wouldn't be a top three pitch for me. His uh, fastball's down uh, a mile or two. That's all you need, and then th- that doesn't sell the other pitches. I mean, if you're not afraid of, of, of the high fastball, if you're if you you don't hit, if you guess wrong and you could still catch up, uh, you're in trouble. And he looks in trouble right now, Tom. Sox are two and a half back at Cleveland. It is a huge weekend series, plain and simple. Um, I mean, we can you know all the superlatives, all the hyperbole. We know how significant this is. You're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We're going to be in September <laughs> before you know it. This weekend is huge. If the White Sox lay an egg. Uh, it might close the book on their postseason yeah. chances. Two and a half back, they're a minus. Uh, they're plus one ten dog tonight. Guardians are minus one thirty one, and they have to go through mm-hmm. the gauntlet. Quite simply, uh, they face McKenzie, Bieber, and then Savale. Uh, McKenzie's pitched pretty well lately, although the Sox have tattooed him a lot in the course of his short career against them. But uh, Lynn versus mm-hmm. McKenzie, I'm not sure what to expect tonight. I, I no. don't like betting this team. I just don't. No. Um, I, it's a huge game for them, but I, I just don't like betting them. I, I don't think I can we bring myself to We can't touch this guy. Yeah. It would be a disservice to, our, to all our listeners, our thousands around the country, millions, if you will, around the free world, if we told you, bet the White Sox. Yeah, I can't do we it. We can't. I, no. I did all the data. There's no way I can touch this game. It's coming out even on both ends. White Sox could win, but guess what? They've been burning people all year. They have. You're right. Uh, Cleveland plus 135 to win the division now. White Sox are second choice at plus 165, a number that they haven't moved too far off of. 
in the last six, seven weeks. Uh, Josh Naylor has destroyed the White Sox this season. I will tell uh, everybody that. White Sox fans certainly know And no know pitch it. to him. And no yeah, pitch to him. That's why maybe uh, Naylor uh, plus 370 to hit a home run is not a bad bet. <laughs> He's oh, absolutely destroyed great. them And you know what? You're so good at them. <laughs> you're so good at picking these guys out. You've won a couple of them I already. You had that Schwarber pick. Yep. And, you know, Carmen's not a guy to pat himself on the back. He's not a guy to toot his own horn. I'll toot his horn. I'll toot my horn. I'll toot Randy's horn. I'll toot everybody's. Uh, right now, my guy Carmen is listen to him when he says take Naylor because Tony LaRusse is stubborn. Even when there's men on second and third, he'll try to pitch to the guy. He does it with Ramirez. I'm, I'm anxious to see how the White Sox pitch Ramirez to do uh, tonight, too. Good uh, good point. Yeah, absolutely, because he's another guy that the White Sox, everybody has trouble yep. with Ramirez. He's great, but he's another guy the White Sox have had some tough times with. Cubs have a day game today back home against the Brewers, who oh, have been another sort of uh, middling team here. I mean, the Brewers actually have a losing record against the Cubs this season. They're just 1-10 and Aaron Ashby's last 11 starts, and Ashby goes to the bump against Keegan Thompson today. The Brewers are about a minus 140 favorite in the afternoon. Cubs Can plus I tell you 120. Something? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to shock you. If they said Tony LaRusso is going upstairs and David Ross has been named manager of the White Sox, I'd have no problem with it. Really? Because I see, I've been watching the Cubs because I do have them, and I have a shot mm-hmm. now yep. because they've won four series in a row, and I had the over 74 and a half, and I'm telling you, I might have a shot at it because Oof. they're not – giving up. They're playing hard. Their pitching looks, uh, their pitching coach has done a great job with the young guys. Uh, Ortega, I thought the other day, he should have laid a bunt down. Uh, they ended up winning the game anyway with men on first and second. He's been struggling two for his last 24. But I'll tell you what, this team shows you what a little heart and hustle mm. and just listening to the coaches who have done a great job. They're looking at things during the inning that the Cubs used to not look at. Let's just go up to bat, go through the motion. So I'm very impressed with them right now. I think uh, in Mike's four uh, bets that he made before the baseball season, you're looking good in a, in a couple of those for sure. I think Tampa's starting to figure it out after a bad yep. stretch. Tampa's oh, played better. they a bad one the other night. Well, the the game when they got walked off the by one. the Yanks, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what people said to me? They go, it hurt. It hurt. But you know what? They bounced back last night. Detroit is done. I mean, uh, A.J. Hinch, I'm not even going to get in them. And then you've got Boston, yeah, who's like too. teetering right now. They are. Yeah. And they got a big game tonight, Carm. They got a game, I believe they're playing Baltimore, if Baltimore got beat by the Cubs yesterday. So they that's going to be a good series. Yeah, absolutely. All right, when we come back, we are going to check in with our good buddy Luke Pergani from Prop Swap. We'll talk lots of NFL coming up a little bit later in the show, too, including uh, the Bears win last night. And some of the big picture stuff now that we finally know Deshaun Watson's going to miss 11 games. And what exactly is happening with Tom Brady and the Bucs? I think it's something that we should probably discuss. What a weird, wild offseason it's been for Brady, uh, the NFL, and the Buccaneers. So we'll do all that. we got a lot to do. We still gonna, uh, we're going to give you our best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up, getting you set for the weekend. Carmen and Mike back together. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Rolling along on this Friday. Mike and I do the podcast uh, every week for you. It's up on Friday afternoons. ESPN Chicago, and make sure you have it. Of course, get the encore replay on ESPN 1000. 
We've got a lot to talk about. BMW Championship weekend, weekend number two uh, in the preseason for the NFL, which is good. Just means we're inching closer to the start of the actual season. Baseball entering the home stretch. So lots to talk about in terms of future wagers. And we've got the best in the business. One of the founding members of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. He joins us each and every week. Luke Pergandy. What's up, Luke? What's up, guys? We all uh, are going to Hard Rock this weekend in, uh, in Indiana. Hard Rock in Indiana this weekend, Woo. absolutely, for uh, Football Fest. So that should be good. It's Again, these are good signs that football is near. Um, we finally have some clarity and a definitive decision on Deshaun Watson. He's going to miss a lot of games. Uh, 11 games, I think it's uh, crazy that somehow they conveniently set this up where his first game back is week 13, the 12th game of the season for the Browns, December 4th at Houston. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Like, they didn't look at that. That could not have been an accident, right, guys? There's no way. No, it wasn't an accident, and that may change things, but I just want to ask you, what happens if they pick up a quarterback in the meantime and he goes, like, 9-2? and two? Mm. Let's just say that happens. Let's say they pick up a, a guy, and, uh, whoever's out there, and he goes 9-2. and two. What do you do then when Watson comes back, guys? What would you do? You know? Oh, boy, I mean, nine that's and a two. problem. Yeah, I, that's, maybe that's why they're not going to pick up a quarterback. What does this do for the futures for the Browns? I mean, it's uh, Luke, I mean, it, it, you know, they're, they're, it, it changes things dramatically on you know, where they were being valued had Deshaun Watson played most of the season. Yeah, I think it just gives some people confidence in making, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bet on, you know, just in their division, the AFC North, or, you know, just making a bet on Baltimore or on Cincinnati, of course, the, the repeat and getting there. Like, it just gives some certainty around it. I agree. Like, 11 games is a ton of games, and that's kind of a whole separate conversation. Like, I don't understand where they come up with that number. I don't understand why Calvin Ridley got a full season for betting 1000 bucks on parlays, but this guy did what he did and he gets less games. So I, I don't get it, but regardless, like we can now at least understand how many games he will not be playing this season. And then we can kind of start to assess that division. And then of course the rest of the AFC. So odds on them, they were around 20 to one when the original suspension came out. Cleveland's now around 30 to one to win the championship. Uh, Baltimore's 20 to one. Uh, and then Cincinnati also around 20 to one. So uh, it's tough. I mean, really difficult division. And then of course you have Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh at 70 to one. Um, so it's, it's going to be a really difficult division, even without him, you know, pretty solid defense, excellent offensive line, really good running backs. Cleveland's still a good football yeah, team. They'll they do they do without him, but they do have yeah, talent. it's a good roster. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I uh, got to tell you, I think that division, people talk about the other division out on the West coast that may be competitive. The P- Pittsburgh Steelers are having a good camp. All their quarterbacks are playing well. Their skill position players are getting the job done, but it's only preseason. We understand that. Then you have Cincinnati. Then you have Baltimore. I mean, there is an argument here with Cleveland that that might be the most or the hardest division, Luke, to win uh, a divisional bet. How do you look at it? And is this one of those divisions where you buy a ticket, you're in the running, no matter what team you have, maybe? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it's an extremely competitive division. Those top three teams, uh, certainly once mm-hmm. Deshaun comes back, are literally all Super Bowl contenders. Um, so, yeah, I probably lean Baltimore. I think teams like defenses just still have not been able to figure out Lamar Jackson. I like almost find it humorous. Like we're, he's into his you know 
sixth season now, and we still just don't know how to defend him. Um, so I, I still lean a little bit towards Baltimore, but yes, mm-hmm. I mean with with Deshaun Watson coming back, and then of course the you know Super Bowl attendee Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it's it's really tough. It's really tough. I understand why the odds makers kind of had all three of them right next to each other with a healthy Deshaun Watson. Basically, everyone's twenty to one. Yeah. Um, three months ago, Dylan Cease was twenty eight, thirty, thirty five to one to win Cy Young. He's second choice now at two to one, and I still think it's going to be uh, an uphill battle for probably anybody to catch Justin Verlander for that award. But um, that's the kind of value if you had the foresight to grab it a couple of months ago where you could post it now and probably turn a nice little profit loop. Definitely. Uh, that's a classic, you know, sell now and then just go reinvest at these at three to one, which is, you can find them in a couple of different sports books right now. Verlander's minus 200. Um, so absolutely. My goodness. If you have a 30 to one, these stick and a 20 to one, these stick, get that thing posted on prop swap, take, you know, half the cash, three fourths of the cash and go rebet them. Um, but you just came so far. I, I agree. It's it's going to be an uphill climb. You know, injuries do happen to both pitchers, so you got a chance there. Um, but outside of, of an injury, I think it's it's going to be tough. So um, you know, flip it, yeah, well, take I, some of that. I was happy to see Salatoris win, even though I thought maybe he'll never win if people continue to bet him. He did it quickly. But I was out uh, at a, a golf outing this week, past week, and there seems to be with the Live Tour. There seems to be people not happy with it and people that are happy with it. To me, it's diminished my interest in golf a little bit. Are you seeing that with ticket sales, or is it because the time of year and because of the race that's going on now in the PGA that that's maybe something not to worry about? Yeah, no, that's a good question. We've still seen extremely strong performances on Proud with golf. Obviously, the BMW Championship this mm-hmm. weekend will right. be hot. Um, St. Jude is really strong last weekend. I, I hear you, Mike. I think with Liv, like if the eyeballs will just eventually split, I don't think the entire pie is going to grow on golf. Right. Maybe it grows by three to 5%, but that's not going to be able to outweigh the, you know, maybe a 70, 30 split between PGA and Liv eventually. Um, they got to get their TV rights situation figured out with right. Liv. I think once, once it's on a major, channel that uh it will be much more competitive between what you want to watch on you know saturday and sunday um so now we've we've still seen a ton of strong tickets getting bought and sold bmw this weekend i think will be very exciting really good leaderboard jt rory scheffler xander morikawa it's a really really strong leaderboard yeah, Spieth at Pantley. It is a good leaderboard. And if you got a Keegan Bradley ticket, I'd sell that right now. I'll tell you that much. Put that up on yeah. Pop Swap. Zalatoris, yeah, it was nice to, you know, it's funny. Zalatoris, the kid's got a second place finish in three of the four majors, but he hadn't had a win, and he got a win last week. The kid's yeah. got game. He's got he's got massive game. He really no, he, does. So he's an excellent golfer. Yeah. Um he Very just good. he's been constantly in the mix and just perfect for Prop Swap. Obviously, if you get yeah. into second place on Sunday, you can flip that for a huge profit. Absolutely. All right, Luke, have a great weekend, buddy. We appreciate the knowledge and the info, and we'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks, guys. There's oh, a- they need a TV deal. Liv need, need, needs a TV deal. And I do think, you're right, it's going to be much more competitive um, yeah. once they get that settled. Where were you? But it's uh, bothering the- golfers. Where, I know. It's going to bother a lot of people, I think. Um, where were you at that golf outing, by the way? Were you with Doug Plank? I was with – this is great. Now, I've got some breaking news for people, okay? This is what I do. I hit the beat. No, not really. They paid me good money. I went out there for a great cause, and I was out there with 40 Hall of Famer type 
players, okay? Jim Jeffcoat, Ed Tutar Jones, Doug Plank, mm. Jimbo Colford, you name it, Robert Brazil. So the place is filled with Hall of Famers. This is great. I'm talking to Michael Haynes, one of my favorite defensive backs of all time. Looks like he could still play without the salt and pepper hair. <laughs> and Jimbo's sitting there with three dudes, Jim Jeffcoat, Tutar, somebody else. Three black dudes, right? And, the, and Jimbo's there. Lady comes up and says to the three guys, the three black dudes, which one of you guys is a Hall of Famer? And the only Hall of Famer there was Jim. Jimbo. Jimbo <laughs> So we got a good laugh on that. Me and Michael Hayes were standing there. Also, very critical. Not, they're not, I'm not talking about any individual, but they're not happy about the Deshaun Watson situation. Mm. I mean, these are guys that did things the right way, most of them. You know what I mean? Um, and they, the money... And the whole ball of wax uh, bothers them just a little bit. There were some guys that, you know, will go, okay, that's fine. Also, this is news to me. I didn't know that if any NFL player gets elected, even if it's a Veterans Committee thing, the team's got to pay a fee, okay? Mm. Well, the Oakland Raiders or the then Oakland Raiders had Cliff Branch, okay? The Raiders rented out a whole hotel, Plus, they paid the fee, which is like 160000 or something, for their marketing. Because if a guy makes the, makes the Hall of Fame, your team's being marketed. So there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a stipend they have to pay. They brought Diana Ross in mm. to sing for the Raiders fans, uh, the Raider people only, Carmen. Wow. Jim, Jimbo Colbert, okay, got money from, and this wasn't Jimbo telling me this. This was a couple other players that are familiar with the Bears. Jimbo Colbert got money from sponsors, okay? There was no hotel rented out, and the Bears didn't give him the full amount. That's mm. all I know. And they, they that they're supposed to do. The Hall of Period. Fame? Really? And the story. They didn't pay the full fee. Well, they're saving up for the uh, new project in Arlington Heights. It so. just goes to show you, though, doesn't it? I mean, this poor guy ended up, I think, having the, the way he told me his his pharmaceutical company that he works for picked up about picked up some stuff because oh I asked him about God. it after I heard about it. Oh and uh, they he told me, yeah, sort That's of. Crazy. He seemed disappointed, but what are you going to do? I, I mean, it's a, he said, and a lot of other guys said, though, they'll never, they should have never played hurt. Should have well, never played hurt for the organization because when you're done, you're done, and they just basically they, move on. And that was them as a as an entire body. It seemed to me of the guys I talked to. That's the way they treat you. I know. Yeah, um, when, absolutely. When we come back, we'll talk. Let's get a little bit more into the NFL too. Um, some yeah. big picture stuff for the season now that we know about Watson and what's going on with Tom Brady and the Bucks exactly, and mm-hmm. the latest from Tom uh, from Todd Bowles earlier in the week. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Rolling along. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, each and every week. We are The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. You can get us on the app. You can get us... Saturday mornings, the Encore replay, 8 until 9. That's so great during the football season when we're talking about a college and pro football. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. Check out his great video from this morning. Lotto's getting big, looking good, too, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. 
Looking good. And, man, what a model dog he turned out to be. Oh, sort of like that little Jake Lamont in him, you know, gets a little crazy, you know, for about a half an hour, then gets the Zooms, likes to run around, but nothing. I mean, he's such a gentle dog. He gets along with all the other dogs. So it's fun to have a dog. You know, we don't have kids. We have a dog. Yeah. This one, you know, so you're raising a puppy at our age. And by the way, Carmen. I got some big months coming up. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. Don't want to brag, but I have to. I'm going to be 70, September 10th. Wow, okay? 70. Yeah. And I'm 45 years marriage, October That's 1st. Amazing. You do have a couple and, of milestones coming up. And I have 30 years in broadcasting, 16 years the other day sober, and five years coming up soon with the odds couple. Wow. I, I'm very blessed. I want to thank Randy and everybody at ESPN 1000. It makes my Fridays, man. That's great. I'm happy to hear all that. I mean, though, yeah, we got a big fall on tap then, Mike. Oh, That's incredible. We have a fall on tap. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, so some uh, first of all, the Bears won last night. They were a dog yes. they covered. Seahawks are going to be brutal. It was nice to see the first-team offense at least uh, <laughs> drive down the field. They got some points. That was good considering how sloppy they looked all, uh, in the first preseason game. Although the offensive line, I think, still, it's it's talk mm-hmm. about a work in progress. Valus Jones made his debut. He did have a fumble, but two nice returns. That was good. Um, the rookie class, I think, in the first couple of exhibition games is, has played pretty well. The, these games can get tough to watch. We know that. There's three mm-hmm. tonight. Um, the, the one interesting betting angle at this point for me is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I mean... Baltimore, they they haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. They have mm-hmm. now won 21 straight preseason games. It's it's like what they're a five point uh, favorite on the road Sunday against the Cardinals. But maybe you just put a little bit on. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, you know, why not? And you know what? Here's my deal with the Bears. Okay, good for them. Five uh, for seven for 39 yards with the first string. You mm-hmm. know. But that wouldn't have been good enough the last year or two. They, you know, you're expecting more. But we did see improvement, so I'm not poo-pooing that at all. Uh, what I am poo-pooing is the narrative from people that don't know the game. Apparently, you know, the Bears have nobody around Justin Fields. I'd ask everybody, besides Minnesota maybe, which got some skill yes. position players, look at Green Bay and Detroit's skill position players. Take a look at them. Take a look at their wide receivers. Take a look at Aaron Rodgers complaining. Nobody's running the right pan yeah. nobody can catch. They lost Devontae Jones. So the narrative, even though it may be true, I think it's true for a few teams in, in football, including those in the North Division. That being said, Carmen and I aren't stupid. Randy's not stupid. If a ball's overthrown to a wide-open receiver, we'll know it's fields. If a ball's dropped or a guy can't get separation, we'll know it's the receiver. We've been doing this. I've been, like it said earlier, I've been getting paid to do this for 30 years. I think we'll know the difference, Carm, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I think you can tell. Um, yep. You know, you're. I think you're right. I mean, you, you know, I think we'll know if Fields is getting it by just what we see in terms of, is he on time? Is he going through his progressions? Does he know where the ball's supposed to go within right. the offense? Yeah. If he's holding on to the ball too long. Exactly. And if I'm counting, like last week I counted 1,000, 2,000, like touch football back in the day, yeah. 1,000, 2,000. He held on to the ball once for four seconds and got drilled. Yeah. You got to well, get yeah, rid of the ball. That's it, yeah. Got to have that clock. Fumble, yeah, you're right. Well, no, it's you that fumbled. But other than that, I understand. But I think with Cole Komet, with Montgomery, with Herbert, okay, the, the, the cover, Mooney, the coverage's not there, but all of a sudden the national media is rushing to Justin Fields like he's got a bunch of bums. So maybe this will inspire the guys on the team, including the offensive line, to get some respect. I guess the over-under is down to five and a half now. I would have to take, and I said to Randy last week, the over 
it, not only in Pittsburgh, but the over with the Bears. I, I, I mean, it's gone down from six and a half to five and a half. Too bad we didn't do a middle on that. It's, they yeah. might end up winning six. It's been one of the most uh, heavily bet uh, uh, bets in Vegas is mm-hmm. the Bears under. Yep, and right. uh, there's been either you can find it in some shops with a ton of juice on the six and a half or in some places where they moved it all the way down to six or five and, and a half. You know what, Roconslet, take it easy. See you later. I mean, you know what? I know we need them, but like... I hate to agree with this guy, guy, Colin Coward. I hardly ever agree with yeah. him. But he said the great teams don't invest their big money in inside line. Of course not. Yeah. And I think we all he know that. Right. He's, that's 100% correct. I'm not going to gonna give credit if yeah. the guy's right, which I don't usually. Yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. And Colin was right, and we know that. I mean, you pay, yep. you pay quarterbacks, you pay shutdown corners, you pay left yeah. tackles, you pay pass rushers. That's what Absolutely. You pay. I yeah. saw it. I said, you finally got one right, kid. Yeah. I know he's got a great career. I respect the guy. But he was right on the dot with yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, so Deshaun Watson's going to miss 11 games. That includes games against the Steelers, Bengals, and Ravens. He will be available in the back half of the year for the other three games against the division. He'll also miss games against Tampa, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Patriots. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of tough games in those first 11, and maybe it'll be Jimmy G. I doubt it. It'll probably be Jacoby Brissett. The win total is now 8.5. It's juiced to the under at minus 120. They've gone from about a four-point favorite in week one at Carolina, which is incredible because it's probably Baker Mayfield starting, right, down to uh, maybe in some places even a small dog of like one and a half. I mean, can you? that's the kind of move that uh, a quarterback of Deshaun Watson's ilk, even though he hasn't played in a while, uh, has made on the Cleveland Browns. Well, he's a 28 and 25, and I'm not blaming him for the loss, complete losses, but he's 28 and 25. I think that, I think another one last subject about the, the NFL dinner that I did amongst them all was, it was in unison. Baker Mayfield played with a torn shoulder all year. All year, yeah. Busted his ass, and I'm, they, uh... to a unison, say he got screwed over. And uh, Watson's coming in with a fully guaranteed contract, and I'm expecting Baker Mayfield with Christian McCaffrey healthy. With that, he's good at finding that 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 safety valve, that outlet receiver. Uh, I think he'll go back. Hopefully, if he sealed to two years ago, and uh, I'm hoping that he does well. And I'd rather have any quarterback in the league represent my team than Deshaun Watson. I think to the male and female journalists out there who did not write about this, and I know who you are, you're, you're usually out there for the Indian names and everything else. To ignore this story and to give the NFL at times comfort is, is a stain that Tide can't get out, and the Cleveland franchise is just, to me, in the sewer. And I know... Uh, people in Cleveland that I'm on the air with sometimes that feel the same way. I thought it was really poorly handled by the Browns yesterday. Oh, God. I mean, really poorly. I mean, for Jimmy Haslam, some of the things he said. He said at the end, yeah, he's a quarterback. Uh, so all right, 30, it, it was... 25, 30, 35, but he's a quarterback. And, and and to some of the, the strong women columnists that I wait to see what you're going to say, to not say anything is the worst, is the worst I'm sorry, and the male guys too. Yeah. Period. It's a bad situation, and Cleveland yep. certainly did not handle if it. If you well have yesterday. a daughter that was a, a massage uh, therapist, and he made a move on mm-hmm. her, and Crazy. he's one of she's one of many. I mean, are you going to put your Cleveland Brown hat on? I know. 
Um, how about what's going on in Tampa? Do we, does anybody know? I mean, Todd, Bowl, uh, Todd Bowles, why did I say Tom? Todd Bowles was noncommittal Thursday when he was asked uh, by reporters about a return date for Tom Brady, who's been away since August 11th, mm-hmm. to tend to what's been described as personal things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see, Bowles said. We'll talk about it next week. Not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee, there's no definitive date for me. But we'll check in on it. We'll keep in touch, and we'll find out. Tampa's total is eleven and a half. The under mm-hmm. is plus one ten. Tampa to miss the playoffs is plus three fifty. Should we put fifty bucks to win one seventy five, just in case Tom Brady says, "Hey, you know what? I am going to retire." What is going on, Mike? I think you might have to do that. First of all, Todd Bowles did not bowl me over when he was made the head coach. We're seeing an example between him and Arians, and why Arians maybe wanted out. Um, also, Tom Brady. I mean. You heard what I said earlier about Lewis Robert of the White Sox. You know, it's fair to ask, like Carmen just did about Brady, like I asked about Robert, if, if an organization, a public organization that uses the name of a city to promote their product and uses the public taxpayers' money at times can't tell you what's wrong with a player, and they always go to the personal stuff now, even for injuries. It's a joke, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Would it surprise you that he starts the fourth preseason game, throws mm. four passes, completes three, and they're ready to go? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play, right? But the whole thing is very bizarre. Well, it's, very, it's very mysterious, yes. and you know what? I don't expect Tampa Bay right now with the situation of changing coaches to be as good as they were last year. And you're right, Carm. You cannot ignore what's going on in, in Buccaneer camp. Hey, I might like their under 11 and a half, by yeah. the way, with or without without Tom Brady. Of course, I, you'd, you'd love it. Oh, it'll without, change quickly. If Tom but, Brady announces yeah, and we please. take the under, yeah. we're going to be sad. Yeah. I mean, that's, but we're even with Brady, sad. I think I, 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 it's a stay away from me. Yeah, kind of is. I see even 11 and 6 would still be a very good year and you'd still hit the under. Absolutely. When we come back, our guy Jim Miller will join us with some ponies and then we'll give you best plays before we're out of here. Don't go away, folks. We're coming right back. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We are entering the home stretch. It is Mike North and Carmen DeFalco every week. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap, and every week we get plays from one of the best handicappers in the business. I mean, all he does is give out winners, people. That's all he does. The winner circle. We, we, he should change his name to Winner Circle. That's it. He knows how to pick them. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy Winner Circle. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I love it, boys. You know, it was a weird weekend last weekend because I was sitting there watching the Arlington Million being run at Churchill Downs. Mm, so, yeah. so. It was really weird. Hey, at least we had the winner of the race, and we had the winner of the race up at Canterbury in the Minnesota Derby, and then a near miss at Springfield. But, yeah, another good week, guys. A lot of really good racing still going on because those meets are going on at Saratoga and Del Mar. So it is. It's top horses across the country, coast to coast, and it has been very good racing. What's the schedule like for you guys here as we inch towards Labor Day, Jimmy? we got a couple weeks left of the harnesses, and then the track will be flipped over. Is that right? That's right. We have a few weeks left for harness racing, and we have one more fair to go. We just got done with racing at the Illinois State Fair at Springfield. We actually go down to DuCoin this next weekend, so we're going to have races there. If you want to bet those races, you can through the Club Hawthorne app. 
Then about three more weeks of harness, and then, yeah, 10 days to turn that track over once again, get ready for the fall thoroughbred meet. The fall thoroughbred meet always has a ton of horses, big fields, turf racing, and a lot of value. So that's the thing that I really like about that meet, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, Jimmy, we've known each other now a little bit for a while, and I know you're in marketing, and I know you're a good guy, and you're excellent at what you do. But I also sense, after being doing this for a long time, uh, a sense of tenseness sometimes or bitterness with the last two weeks about <laughs> the Arlington Million, because you brought it up last week. I know you worked there. I knew Mr. D personally, the guy, if, he, if I was on the premises, He'd say, have Mike come in, went up to, you know, where he'd uh, bet the races. So I sense that you're uncomfortable at best that the Arlington Million and Mr. D sold to him, but that Churchill Downs has sort of mismanaged this whole thing. Am I right? Uncomfortable is probably a good way to put it. Not really bitter. I mean, I did start out working at Arlington Park. I worked in numerous Arlington Millions. I stood on the racetrack at the finish line Mm -hmm. when Cigar won over the racetrack at Arlington. Oh, wow. And it was an absolutely – it's a beautiful racetrack. It's where I got my start in racing, have so many great memories there. But there's so much history that just seems like it should remain there, should have remained in the state of Illinois. Some of the races that were moved out – are races that were really near and dear to the Illinois horsemen. Some of these international races, like the Arlington Million, the Beverly D, hey, I'm happy they're still getting run. But, man, it's one of those things where it just seems so odd saying, hey, the Arlington Million at Churchill Downs. It was just one of those weird things. And they had to throw a special day up in the midst of the meet at Ellis Park because it's not Churchill's traditional meet right now. So everything just kind of seemed out of whack for me more than anything else. And it's one of those things, because I've been there on site to work those races at Arlington, I've seen the history. I've seen these great horses run over the racetrack here in Illinois. And it is. You, every, everybody in the industry still misses that place because there is just so much history at Arlington Park. Yeah, well said. All right, Jimmy, where are we going this weekend to make some money? All right, coast to coast, guys. We're going to start at Saratoga, race number 10. It's the great one, Alabama. Bet the four, Nest, across the board. This horse just won in fine fashion over the racetrack and should really improve again. Then we're going to the other coast, go to Del Mar, race eight, the grade one Del Mar Oaks. Bet the two, Bella Bell across the board. This is a horse that continues to improve. And then, guys, staying in Illinois, Fairmont Park, now named FanDuel Racing, the St. Louis Derby, race six at Fairmont Park on Saturday night. Bet the four, strike hard across the board, should provide some value, and it's good to see a really nice derby here in the state of Illinois as well. All right, spreading it around. So Saratoga to start on Saturday, race 10, the four horse across the board. Del Mar on Saturday, a uh, race number eight, the two horse across the board. And then the St. Louis Derby at Fairmont Park, the sixth race, the four horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right. Let's build the bank. We'll got to get ready for NFL. Boys. Yeah, we're getting close. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Couple oh, yeah. of he weeks brought left. Up twice the Arlington Million last week, and uh, you know I knew it bothered you, him a little bit. Yeah, so you I picked up to on it. On <laughs> it is a shame. Great track, but uh, time moves on. What are you going to do? Yep, couple more weeks of the uh, the uh, harness meet over at Hawthorne yep. to get out and enjoy, and then they'll do the conversion after Labor Day for the thoroughbred season into uh, fall and early winter. All right, Mike. Before we're out of here. Let us uh, give us uh, some best plays, if we can, for everybody. You guys, uh, as you told us earlier, did well again mm-hmm. last week, so nicely done. What do we like for the weekend to make a little cash? Well, I'll tell you what. I got one, but I'm going to have this podcast is up, I mean, by noon. So listen today. If you're listening to the podcast before 148, I'll have one, possibly two more. It's a good 
bet that I have two more, but I got one solid one tonight. Uh, I don't care. I saw it. I did the homework on it. Uh, Baltimore loses to the Cubs yesterday in a rare one-game series, which is weird when you hear people talk about, oh, they only played one game, when that's what most of sports do usually. Um, but the baseball's always not known for that. But I like Baltimore, uh, regardless of who pitches. If 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 uh, you know if Ted Williams comes back, it doesn't matter. Baltimore's a pick, and it came on strong. I like it. Uh, uh, so I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles tonight to knock off the Boston Red Sox. I like it. I mean, Baltimore has been such a great story. The Red Sox yeah. and Mike and I have discussed this. Uh, they're fifth. They're hurting, and they're they're fifteen and thirty against the division. Fifteen and right. thirty. It's crazy. Yeah. And so. you know what? I, I just want to say, too, a lot of people have, uh, they, they, they think their teams are better, like our White Sox. If it was the old format, you know, where you only four teams made it, you know what I mean? We're not having all that great yeah. a year. But I see second half time, times next year, I think Baltimore is going to be right in the middle of it next year. They're a solid pick tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you one other East Coast game, too. I'm going to go I with the, the uh, yes, games. exactly. I'm going to go with the National League game. You know, Mets had to wrap up that series uh, with a tough loss in Atlanta yesterday. Phillies mm-hmm. were waiting. Phillies should get Schwarber back tonight. Nola has been better, and I mean much better, on the, on the road. He's been real mm-hmm. good, but he's been so much better on the road. But I'm going to back Nola and the Phillies in the city of brotherly love tonight anyway. They're about a $1.25 favorite, so you got to lay 125 to win 100, but I think the Phillies get the win uh, against the Mets to kick things off tonight. Nola's nine and six lifetime against the Mets with the 3.09 ERA, and yes, he has pitched better on the road than he has in his home stadium. But uh, I think the Phillies get the W against the Mets tonight. So that's yeah, my I one. Tell you, the Phillies. I mean, I mean, since Joe Girardi's left, and congratulations to Joey's back on TV again. Yeah. yeah, job after job for God's sake. God bless him. And I'll tell you this too. And I know this uh, probably casts a pall on him, but the Phillies are twenty over yep. since they fired him. I know so, they've been really so good. That's pretty. That's pretty strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A change in leadership actually came through. Now, do you have any more time? That's it. Oh well, then you know what time it is. What about Randy? Randy, gentlemen, before I get started, let me just say, last week my pick of the Colts against the Bills was twenty-four ten in the fourth quarter. I had my text all set to Mike saying that's a winner. And I forgot to send it. And then I look, and the Bills won 27-24. Really? I, had the, I had the Colts minus one and a half. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You look happy. We had that, what's it called? The whiskey a go-go. Whiskey you, yeah. Whiskey you, whiskey yeah, a go-go. Mike, I yeah, Shirley, well, what is it? The whiskey taste that whiskey you, you. Carm, yep. does. Whiskey you. I had a Shirley Temple. It was fantastic. Yeah, he didn't have any of the whiskey. <laughs> Uh, all right, my my one pick is going to be a Saturday game again. It's the Red Hot Astros against the Red Hot Braves. Mm. Uh, Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros. He's been really good, so I'll take the Astros. I, I think it's be probably like a pick them game. I'm right. Astros probably like minus one ten, but I'll take the Astros. Team is really good. That's I good love to- the Braves manager. What's his name? Brian Snicker. Yeah, yeah. There's no committees with him. No, none. I don't know. I don't think so. They're just good. No, They're just none. winning. All right, Mikey, awesome stuff. As always, thanks to uh, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Great job by Randy Merkin, and thanks for listening, everybody. Have a uh, a great weekend. Enjoy some preseason football, if that's your thing. The BMW, uh, baseball entering the home stretch, and we'll be back next week with some college football to talk about. Next Saturday, Northwestern plays, if you can believe it, over in Ireland against Nebraska. So we'll have football to preview when we're back next Friday. Mikey, we'll talk to you then, buddy. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.